Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Welcome back. Today's town meeting is for That'll Do Pig, a reference to potentially one of my favorite movies of all time. And which movie is that? It's Charlotte's Web. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap. (laughs) I just have to say, I spent a good chunk of my childhood wanting to become a sheepdog. I thought you were going to say pig. Mm -mm, A sheepdog. Like a, so just, like, okay. ruminate on that. Like, not train them. You wanted to be one. Them, not own them. I wanted to become one. And it was, like, a heartbreaking realization when I figured out I couldn't do it. All right. So let's just jump into this episode. I gotta be honest. This episode is one of the ones that I skip usually. And it's what it has iconic scenes. It It's winter. It's snow. It's the Winter Carnival. Like, this should be a fun, feel-good episode, and instead it's just kind of awkward and uncomfortable. Kind of plodding. One thing when we jump into this episode is there's been... We've missed a month. Oh, more than a month. Because it's, yeah. it's after Christmas It's after now. Christmas. And presumably, if she's back in school, it's after New Year's. Yeah. Good lord, I thought it was before Christmas. Because no. Paris went to Jamie's for Christmas. I was yeah. very confused as to why Jer- J- why <laughs> Paris went to Jamie's for Christmas weeks before Christmas. So having it be after Christmas makes much more sense. No, so this is this is a full month plus after and, our last yeah. episode. Uh-huh. And Jess and Rory have been dating throughout this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just haven't seen it. No, but we start the episode off with uh, Lorelai, Rory, and Lane. And we learn that Lane and her band are going to get to play in Lorelai's garage. It's like a very quick, you know, they say it and they don't say anything again for the rest of the episode, but the band has a place to play. It is an important plot point that we need to address. Right. That's all the addressing it needs. Because <laughs> now several months earlier, uh, the band realized they could not rehearse at Sophie's in like near quiet the entire time. And they were trying to go to Hartford, but obviously Lane can't do that. Mm-hmm. So now several months later, the solution has been Lorelai's garage. I think that's really nice of Lorelai because yes. I don't know if you guys have ever had proximity to band practice or been in band practice. It but sounds. It's loud. <laughs> terrible. Yes. But you know, good for her. Um, I want to mention something. The Winter Carnival is coming, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's basically the biggest deal of this episode, besides, you know, tricks, um, is the Winter Carnival. Lane is raising money for the marching band. What happened to cheerleading? It does not exist anymore. That was like a blip. Right, okay. So that was like... Mrs. Kim found out Lane was the cheerleader and pulled her out is really all I can think of. I have no idea. Right? Yeah, that was like is... five seconds and then it's done. It was just enough to stir up a little bit of drama between Rory and Lane. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was like, oh, okay, we're better now. We don't need to have that drama anymore. Um, Emily, you were in marching band, right? Correct. Okay. What are letter carriers? 
No idea. Okay, cool. My guess, my best guess, because uh, we didn't have them, is um, so we had our flag girls who have an actual name that I am completely blanking on right now. Um, but my guess would be somebody designed like their 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 goal their their job is to carry around the initials of the high school. So yeah. like stars oh. hollow high. Okay. You know, like an S H H S or something to represent. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought it was male. Like <laughs> Oh. Like, like letters. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was would very be my, that would be my best guess, but like nobody and us Midwesterners do love our marching bands over here. But yeah. nobody I ever competed against had like letters like that. So okay. I have I could not say for sure. Well, Color guard. That's it. Color guard. Either way, they need them, and they're raising money for them. And not the uniforms. And I love that Rory and Lorelai are both like, you should not let Dave see you in them. No, because these uniforms were probably bought 30 years ago by the high school (laughs) and are dry cleaned every other time they're worn, if you're lucky, and the plume goes in the hat, and the hat's hot, and the whole uniform is hot. You know what? I bet they were warm at the Winter Carnival, at least. I think Emily has some PTSD from uh, her marching band days. I'll withdraw. I feel like Dave would not be mean about the, the uniform, though. Like, no. Dave does not strike me as somebody who would, like, be like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. He would do some like gentle like ribbing, and then he would drop it. I think he would I think agree. it's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right? music. Speaking of PTSD, though, if last episode I had PTSD over the biology, oh my god, the math class just like <laughs> was made this calculus. Me, I think it was calculus, but it could have been like algebra? calculus. Pre-cal and calculus were like the one math classes that I could just not wrap my head around. And he, as he's talking, I'm just like, words? <laughs> yeah. what, what are you talking about? None of this makes sense. Um, I'm sure it does. I have to tell you a quick story. Um, I was in pre-cal, honors pre-cal, and our teacher told us, you know, uh, when we were going to give back a test, just right in the corner, do you want to go to honors uh, calculus next year or AP calculus? And I was like, oh, I get a I solid bet. 80 in this class. <laughs> Why not? AP, right? And then uh, the next day he goes, okay, so anyone who could go into AP is going to go into AP and everyone else into honors. And he goes, and everyone who thought they were going to go into AP and get it gets an 80 in the class is going to honors oh and i was like cool 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 and then i found out that it's the worst class in the world ap calc and it was a great idea yeah it was amazing that i did not go there i took remedial high school math in college that's about where my math skills are at (laughs) honestly i would have done the same yeah but you know who is also probably not doing very well in math right now is Paris Geller? Yeah. Nah, she's fine. Uh, she can, I mean, she knows she it all. She's totally not paying attention no. in she class mooning. because she is. She's mooning. She's Paris obsessed is in with love. her boyfriend. She's drawing yeah. a tree with presents, like a Christmas tree with presents. How cute is that? This is so cute, but unfortunately, Francie sees what is happening, and. 
That sets off a whole plot line. Francie is observing from afar and she notices Paris is distracted and she is going to take advantage of that. You know her little brain immediately starts thinking, how can I use this in my favor? Well, yeah, like the Louise, Madeline, Rory, and Paris, they basically have a whole conversation during mm-hmm. class, yeah. which is, first off, would not be allowed, but that's neither here nor there. No, class was over. The bell rang. No, no, no. They were talking during class because they were confused as to what the, oh, what the teacher was saying. trying to get the notes. Which is okay. fair. Yeah. Um, but Paris has to, like, Rory literally spells out, class is over to Paris. I love her description of the bell ringing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, is that Rory doesn't have uh, the prom bids, which I'm not quite sure what that means, but she doesn't have them, so they won't be ready for the meeting, the student council meeting, so what should they do instead? And Paris says, let's just cancel the meeting. And which Madeline guess- and Louise are like, oh my gosh, cancel the meeting. And Francie wow. is watching. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like the little Being shark that she car. is. Yeah. I think she's probably the worst Chilton character. Like, I know Tristan was bad. Mm-hmm. But somehow but Francie's Tristan worse. Redeeming, Tristan had redeeming, like, qualities. Yeah. Like, you saw that he was, like, a, a better person or had the potential to be a better person underneath. Francie just sucks. Right. There, There is no redeeming scene with Francie at all in this entire no. series. So, in this episode, we're going to get a, a lot of annoying characters, I think, right? Um, Francie, Clara, uh, Dean, and Trix. And I, at the end of the episode, I want your opinion. Who is the most annoying out of all of them? So, let's think about it. What's not annoying is Paris's Christmas holiday and what she did. Because in another instance of Rory and Paris finally being real friends, Paris tells her all about her trip to see Jamie's family. And she had her first Christmas. Right, because, well, first off, Paris is Jewish, right? So she doesn't usually celebrate Christmas. She celebrates Hanukkah. But secondly, her parents also just suck, right? Yeah. It doesn't sound like they really even celebrate Hanukkah either. So... I feel for Paris. Um, Yay, Paris. Real quick, though. Eggnog. Disgusting or good? Gross. Gross. I would never. Mm-hmm. Hard pass. Hard pass. Um, American eggnog? Hard pass. Coquito, which is uh, the Puerto Rican rum version? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, rum solves a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol can yeah. solve or create a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this. But Paris essentially had, like, the very classic, like, Christmas, sitting around drinking cider, opening presents. Jamie's mom got her a present. Mm-hmm. Which is really like, sweet. Very it sweet. It sounds so sweet. And this, I, I was thinking during this episode, Jamie is so good for Paris. Yeah. He really he, is. He really gives her something that everybody in her life has failed to give her. Like, he pays attention to her. He likes her for her. He gives her these opportunities where she gets to just enjoy herself and let her hair down. Like, nobody else gives her that. While also still 
loving the like intense side of her yeah. as well. Like he accepts her entireness and not just, well, she can be really intense and mean sometimes, but I like these other qualities too. It's he likes the whole package, which is fantastic. So yeah. I want to compare them to Jess and Rory because mm. Janie and Paris, although they had a date previously, mm-hmm. Rory and Jess also kind of messed around previously too. But they basically got together at the same time because Jamie and Paris reconnected at the dance marathon episode. Dean and Rory broke up at the dance marathon episode and the next day Rory and Jess Mm -hmm. were together. And Jamie and Paris have already said I love yous. And Jess and Rory, Rory can barely get him to go anywhere with her uh, unless they're making out. So, to be fair, Dean and Rory said, I love you at the three-month mark. Or, well, well, Dean Dean said said it. it. (laughs) And that did not turn out well for her. I don't know exactly where... When was the dance episode in terms of time? It would have been October. Okay. So, we're probably around the three-month mark. Three months, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I can see them not being ready to say it yet, especially with Rory's history and Jess's trauma. Yeah. No, it's totally fair. Mm -hmm. I think, actually... Yeah, I'm trying to say the opposite. I think Jamie said it too quickly. Yeah. I I mean, for, to each their own. I'm trying to remember how long Sean and I were together when I first said it. And I don't I don't think it had been three months yet. <laughs> no, my fiance and I were definitely not three months in. I remember him saying it and me being like, and I literally said, thank you. Is it okay if I'm not ready to say that yet? You know, like... Yeah. And that was fine. Mm-hmm. He was fine with it, unlike Dean. And I think we even maybe mentioned that in yeah. that episode. But each couple has a different point where that makes sense. And sure. depending on, I mean, it seems like they've honestly spent some good time together. Like if he's inviting her to his family's home for Christmas, that feels like kind of a big move, right? Yeah, oh, it yeah. Does. And also it's in Philadelphia. And he has so it would have been like school in Jersey. It sounds like there's a lot of travel and them, like, not sleeping in the same bedroom, but, like, staying at the same place together. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she would have stayed at his house for a couple of days, not just gone there for a day and, you know, gone Mm -hmm. home. So, it does sound serious for them. And he's invited her back for Easter. Which, by the way, we didn't talk about the fact that she had a whole religious debate debate (laughs) during Christmas. And she loved it. Like, it wasn't yeah, a bad excited thing. To, she's excited to continue it at Easter. I would be very interested in the grandpa's opinion. Did he love it or was he pissed off that somebody right? was, would, mm-hmm. would dare contradict him? Well, either way, I'm happy for Paris and Jamie. I'm sad we didn't get Jamie physically. Yeah. But because it's kind of mentioned later on that he's around. Do we see him again before he... Yale? No, he's only had he only gets three episodes. No, okay. we only we hear about him. Yeah, we I know we hear, about, hear him. about him, but yeah. Um, but moving on, we move on to Michelle speaking Hungarian to a group of people. He does not know Hungarian. He has read something from a dictionary. Unfortunately, he gets his pronunciation wrong, and he says, "Your country's full of ugly people." to this group so it's definitely rude yes i don't think it qualifies to kidnap Kidnap? the bus boy and demand ransom yeah even 
even Lorelai's reaction may always made me feel like it had like that it would have had to have been a lot worse. Like your mothers are all fat or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah. your country is full of ugly people. I was just like, oh well, I don't know. That's I rude. Does it almost feel like kind of racist? I uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. had the same thought. Yeah. Okay. Like that makes that sense. was my thought. I didn't it was go like there. this. This paints Hungarians in a very poor light. Yeah, like, violent people. Like, that's, yeah. it's just, what was that? I, and it was, I mean, like, it was definitely like a comedy bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they rush out and Michelle gets money to go pay the ransom on the bus right. boy. Like, it's this very, like, comedic moment. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh, it kind of left a weird taste in my mouth, you know? I agree. Maybe it was some kind of sports team and they're all... Hopped up on testosterone. <laughs> a Hungarian <Who> sports team. <laughs> well, while this is all going on, we get a phone call. Yep. And it's Emily. And guys, have it says to me that Richard has been in his 50s this entire series. Like, in my head, I know he's not 80, right? Yeah. Right. But, like, my mom is 63, and I feel like she's younger than Richard. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about Emily's age before because she's obviously in her 50s. Mm-hmm. But then I brought up the comparison of in the recent Sex and the City reboot, those women are all in their 50s. Mm-hmm. So, like, the way that we perceive these people's ages is so wild because he's a grandparent. Yeah. Richard's a grandpa. Of course, Both Richard of- is old, you know? <laughs> like- Both of my parents are in their 50s, but they also had kids very young. Mm-hmm. So, to me, for Richard to be turning 60 around Lorelai being 33, 34 makes sense because that that's what I grew up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I In my head, I'm like, oh, he's super old. And then I'm like, wait, he was 57 <laughs> when this started? That's not super old. But apparently it is, his birthday is coming up and uh, he had a birthday party planned and then he didn't want it and now it's back on. And so Rory and Lorelai are invited, but they were never previously invited. Also, it's, it's on confusing. a Wednesday. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is something that, like, I've glanced over so many times when I've watched, and I don't think I really noticed it until today. The party's on a Wednesday, which is not a predetermined Gilmore Friday night mm-hmm. dinner, obviously. And Lorelai had absolutely nothing to say about, well, Mom, I already had plans this week. Yeah. She didn't even try to get out of it. Yeah. No, and which is even the thing that happens on yeah. Thursday, she doesn't try to get out of it. She just accepts it. And well, there the Thursday are thing is tricks, and you just don't yeah. like tricks. But there's been tension in these last couple episodes, especially with mm-hmm. Richard. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that, I mean, I guess a month has healed all wounds, kind of thing. She had a month off they, from them. Exactly. But yeah, I think it's maybe a little bit of absence has kind of cooled her her feelings, but it hasn't made the heart grow fonder but it's made it slightly <laughs> less bitter the way that emily frames this invitation um is that it's a party but then right? in the end it turns out to just be the four of them so oh that like was a dinner yeah to me yeah um emily in the past has been very much like you can't invite me to things in the same week right and then she does that to lorelei that yeah yeah what if they did have plans what if rory had plans like like you said, when they didn't even the try to get out of it. So you rearrange your entire schedule for them, <laughs> especially yeah. for the great grandparents. Um, yes. But yes, uh, and the one thing is Emily is very excited because she got Richard a 
uh, cigar humidor. Humidor. Humidor, yeah. yeah. From 1917. Owned by a, a British general. Bet. Yeah. Cool. Don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, my understanding is cigar humidor, you, you, you use it to store your cigars. It keeps them fresh. Ah. Keeps them from drying out. Okay. Um, Makes I sense. will say, if I got something like that that had, like, secret messages encoded from a previous war, I would think that was super cool. So. Yeah. That's just me. <laughs> um, and like we said, meanwhile, the Hungarians are kidnapping a busboy. Uh, whatever. Um, yeah. We move on later on that night, and I guess Lorelai is going to get a cup of coffee. Okay, this is the whole thing, because she's coming into the kitchen with a mug already, right? But it's empty. So... I guess presumably she already drank the coffee, but I'm not counting it for coffee, just as a spoiler alert. That makes sense. Okay. What could be is that she had the cup of coffee in the morning when she was getting ready and forgot to take the mug down. Maybe, yeah. She was taking the mug Either way, down. I'm not counting it because the mug is empty. Yes. Um, and also there's a spider on the floor. <laughs> we should mention yes. that. Yes. It's huge. <laughs> she sees a very big spider and she freaks out, which... I would also freak Same. out. However, the timing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, look who's here. There's a knock on the door and it's Dean. He just lets himself in. I mean, yeah. she like says something, but he just kind of waltzes into this house as if there's nothing weird about walking into his ex-girlfriend's house. Habit? I guess. But like, him and Lorelai haven't broken up. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's, I mean, this whole scene is very, we haven't broken up. Yeah. Yeah. He saves her from the spider, and of course, again, timing is not on our side. As he's outside jumping the spider, who else comes in? Rory. 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 Poor Rory, who gets jump-scared by her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, returning a box of her things. Mm -hmm. So we have this super, like, high chemistry scene between Lorelai and Dean with honestly what kind of feels like flirting about the spider and Always. and then we have this super awkward scene between Dean and Rory. It's so awkward like, and Lorelai is just like standing whiplash. there. Um, real quick before we move on from the spider I need to tell you guys about my weekend even though we talked on Monday so I can't believe I didn't tell you guys but. Does it involve a spider? It does not involve a spider. Oh, well, No no no. How did we get here? Um, so on Saturday I'm grabbing my glasses from the couch, right, to go out, and I see something in the corner of my eyes skitter across, right? The glasses? The floor? No, no, on the floor. Okay. Right? But you don't have your glasses on. I don't have my glasses on. Okay. okay. Right? And I see it skitter and go under the dresser, and I'm like, what the, what the hell is that? Right? And I'm thinking to myself, that's not a mouse, right? I would know if it was a mouse, like, you know, you kind of... Yeah. get signs when it's a mouse was it was it the size of, was it too big it was small? too big to be a mouse because oh if it was that size it would have been a rat right and then right. you definitely would have known right um but i also saw like it wasn't um straight like it wasn't a uh, smooth fur it was like crumpled is she <laughs> right please tell me there's a hedgehog in your house no there was not a hedgehog oh. what it was was a bird a bird. Oh, a bird got into the tiny little crack in the window that didn't have the only window that didn't have a screen and got in. Um, 
so I freaked out because I just see a brown thing scutter across and right. I leave my apartment. Um, I go downstairs. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. I tell my I'm mom. Uh, we go to dinner. We come back. We can't find the bird, right? So she's like, maybe you just like imagined it or it was a piece of paper. And I'm like, I did not imagine something skittering you, across. You didn't know it was a bird at this I, point, right? I thought it was a bird, but I was not sure. It could okay, have also so been point, other. <laughs> it's, oh, what was the the animal from How I Met Your Mother? Oh, yeah. The uh, cockamouse or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It yes. could have been so anything. At this point, it's a cockamouse. Um, and then we're like, okay, if it was a bird, it's no longer here because we can't find it. Uh, fast forward a couple hours. <laughs> we're in the living room watching something on TV when all of a sudden... A bird flies through my house. <laughs> we spent about two hours trying to catch this thing. We put up sheets. Aww. We open the window. We look online. You're supposed to turn off all the lights. You're supposed to do this, do that. And the bird kept hiding. And unfortunately, it kept hitting the other windows. Right? Oh, yeah. So we were trying to, like, cover the other windows so that it wouldn't think um, it was a window that could be open or was open. Um it was forever until that bird, and it was so small. It was a baby, right? Um, eventually, we did get it out, but it took us hours. <laughs> and also, my anxiety was, like, through the roof because of this yeah. bird. Oh, if only you'd have a tall, strapping ex-boyfriend to come along and just fix the problem for you. Oh. No. Or if only <laughs> if only you were Suki and Hannah Jackson, you could call mom and be like, "There's a bat in my attic." <laughs> if only Ooh. I was Snow White and just can tell the bird get out. Um, yeah. But yeah, so when I <laughs> the, saw this, the real goal. Yeah, when I saw this, and I was like, "Oh, Lorelai, a spider is so small compared to a bird." <laughs> <laughs> I had a frog show up in my third story apartment one time, and that scared the crap out. Was of it me. big or small? It was a little frog. I mean, like, if I'd seen it just, you know, in mm -hmm. its natural habitat, it would not have been a thing. But I saw it, again, skitter out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, that's the biggest spider I've ever seen. And then I couldn't find it. And then an hour later, my cats were going after something in the oh, kitchen. Oh, yeah. And I discovered a frog. A kitchen is not a place you ever expect no. to see a frog. A third, a third story apartment is not where you ever expect to no. see a frog. <laughs> it literally must have scaled the, the building. Anyway. Oh yes. Let's go back to the awkwardness that is Dean and Rory. Um, Dean is dropping off things. And Rory is fine. She's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I do appreciate Lorelai's question. Like when Dean leaves, it's just, how are you feeling? What are you, like, what are you feeling right now? Because it... it just felt very natural like that is the question to ask it's not leading her towards oh you're so are you upset or anything like that it's just what are your feelings right now and how can we deal with them yeah and um she's fine so she goes to her room to presumably unpack the things and then she pauses she looks sad she does you know it's hard break up especially breakups with people that you spent so much time with and then the next yeah. day, you don't talk to them anymore? I mean... I really, I really felt with Lorelai's comment of it's just somebody who was in your life every day, and now all of a sudden he's not. And that's... Yeah. For me, I, I was engaged to somebody else before I was, you know, engaged with Sean. 
and that was and we were living together for years we were together for about four years and so that breakup was very hard because it was like he was he was literally my best friend we Mm -hmm. lived together we did everything together and and part of the hardest part for me in breaking up was knowing that he would not be in my life anymore yeah and you know I've had bad breakups but I'm gonna say friendship breakups are really hard too they are yeah um and sometimes a little bit more brutal like oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um and I've been through them too and I'm I'm sure we all had right like friends that we were so close with one day and then the next unfortunately not so and Dean and Rory were close yeah yeah well, she gets over it well, real quickly because the next scene, <laughs> we move on to, I think, one of the most iconic scenes, right? Yes. Of Jess and Rory making out through town. She no longer cares. Nope. That hesitation that she had last week is gone. They are yeah. walking in front of Dosie's hardcore making out in the square. Oh, yeah. They're joking about how hard they're making out mm-hmm. while yes. making out. Which is, like, such a teenager thing to do. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> Guys, walking on icy ground, like... They had boots on. It's fine. <laughs> I still would have busted my ass. Like, not looking where you're seeing. And they're right. Yeah. They are going to get hit by a car. Like, they go up to the street without even looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're lucky. But during this kiss, <laughs> Rory starts talking about the carnival. And how she wants them to meet up with Lane, and Jess just straight up says, nope, and goes back to kissing. He doesn't do that kind of town stuff. No, he's already has her. Previously, he's done town stuff, but that was to get Rory, and now he has Rory. Which is Not only does he say, no, I'm not going to go, but also, "Mm, I don't need to put in effort anymore. (sighs) I hate that. So, tip (laughs) from somebody, and I'm sure Jess will have the same similar uh advice your relationships always require effort mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all of them all of the time <laughs> not all of the time i mean but it's like it's a constant choice to maintain that relationship like you yes. can't just be like eh, we've been together for a decade oh whatever they haven't like, even been together for a decade they've been together no, for like a month and a half can't be like I worked so hard to get you, and right, now I'm yeah. not going to try anymore. Like, that's yeah. not okay either. Um, but they're still smiley and flirty, even throughout this conversation, which is a little different from how Dean and Rory fought. Because when Dean and Rory fought, Dean got too angry. Yeah. Right? And they ju- Jess and Rory kind of soothe over stuff with kissing, which is still, yeah. it's not. Also like, not great, yeah, but. <laughs> they're both bad. But also, like, this is a situation where Rory knows Jess doesn't want to go to this. Yeah. Like, she knows that. When she asked Dean to do stuff and Dean wasn't interested, she took it very personally. Yes. But this is, like, she knows Jess is going to fight her on things. That's kind of part of the way that they flirt. It's part of their banter. Mm -hmm. So she's asking, kind of knowing what the answer is going to be. And to be fair, like, as someone who struggles with anxiety, I hate going places with a lot of people. Right. So I do tell my friends, like, if they invite me to the punk rock flea market, I'm like, that sounds really cool. But unfortunately, there's just going to be too much, that too many people. That does sound really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> um, it's too many, just too much, right, for me. Um, mm-hmm. And they understand. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Um, so I also understand Jess in this moment. But 
Yeah. I don't like the, well, I already got you, so moment of it. Yeah. I, I wish Rory would have been like, hey, not cool. And then they could have moved on. But like at the same time, she's still a teenager and probably, I don't know if I would have made the connection of not a great attitude to have at that age. Yeah. So. And I mean, they continue. can't judge her too harshly on it. They go to Luke's and they still want to make out, right? They're doing the yeah. kid code to try to go upstairs and... They're going to go upstairs and kiss. Timing. <laughs> Who comes in? Lorelai Gilmore. Yeah. To interrupt Again, her. she's doing like the cool mom thing of like, you guys going to go upstairs and kiss? Like, oh, Lorelai. Oh, Lorelai. But no, Lorelai has brought I would with do. her a bunch of bags. Because she has been out shopping for Richard's birthday. And this is weird to me. Because previously Lorelai has, like, presented herself as this phenomenal gift giver. Like, we've seen her with the stuff for Rachel. Like, she's, mm-hmm. to all, she's like, I'm great at gifts. With her dad, she is not. It's too personal. And there's too much feelings and, like, angst between them that... I just took it as, like, she can't get a read on him. Yeah. Because every time she thinks she knows something about him, he flips it on her and ends up being terrible, so. But also... I, I can see it. Like, the things that she buys, a scale, a coin sorter, and a tie. There's no excuses for those gifts. No. The tie. The tie is a valid gift. Yeah. And That's whatever the fourth gift was that lit up and sang or whatever it was. That was clearly for her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rory had or cheated, kind of, because she asked him directly what he wanted. Um, and so she has a list. So she offers to go buy mm-hmm. something. And, of course, it's a book because it's Richard. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes over to Star's Hollow book, Bookstore and... Um, she gets a jump scare again in the form of Dean again. Mm-hmm. They can't stop running she into each other. Physically it- runs into him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and they kind of talk about how it's weird, you know, that it's awkward. Well, it's not awkward. Like that back and forth of mm-hmm. we're broken up, but neither of us has super bad feelings, which is weird because Dean literally a month ago was like, don't talk. I to don't me. care that your my family hates you. Yeah. Now he's like, "Hey, could we get coffee?" Well, he wants her back. Yeah, it was. It was last episode, right, where Dean and Jeff, like Dean. Yeah, he threatened Dean the, the, the glad man. There's a new Stars Hollow announcement. There's apparently new benches. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Dean says. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I went to the boys and girls club today and found out they have new bathroom stalls. Hey, so. great. Yeah, um, but basically, they go to Weston's for coffee because they can't go to Luke's. Because uh, oh my a god, I would have loved it if they went to Luke's. right. Just yeah, very apparent. No, um, it's very awkward. They don't know how to talk. Rory cannot stop talking. Mm-hmm. Just a rambling mess. And Kirk is there. Kirk works at Weston's. Kirk works at Weston's. And has memorized 32 flavors of ice cream and pie, apparently. Wants to say them all. Uh, he does. <laughs> also, that pie looked really good and it made me crave pie. <laughs> I'm not gonna I lie. just had the best pie from a local farm recently, a Marionberry pie. Oh my gosh. 
I watched this episode and then went downstairs and grabbed some cookie dough. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, not pie, but... I'm trying to remember the name of... Okay, so there is a store in Jersey called Orchard Something or Another, um, and they make these amazing pies. They cost $25 each, but they're so good. Um, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, let me know. Because <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, but I remember Orchard was in it, but they're amazing. And um, I want pie. I'll ask my brother and sister-in-law. They'll probably know. <laughs> yeah, that. probably. Um, but yeah, they sit down, they have this pie, and they start talking. And Dean admits something. He applied to college because of Rory. Not community college four-year college yes and that is like the magic words to get rory to break because she was trying to hold back you know she was trying to be kind of like keep some distance she was feeling awkward but then he says that and that's like oh i want to know all about that i'm so excited and Mm -hmm. that like breaks the dam that then starts into the how are clara's horseback riding lessons go like And all of a sudden, it's just like old times. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, maybe we can be friends. Don't ask me how I'm going to deal with him. But me and you can be friends. Part of me wants to say, good for you, because it is a small town. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to avoid the awkwardness. But then the other part of me knows where it's going. And knows what the ulterior motive is. And I'm just like, ugh. Have you guys ever been friends with your ex? If you were, you know, comfortable I mean, sharing. Yeah. I feel like technically I'm friends with my ex. Like if I saw him, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't avoid him. Mm-hmm. But would it be a like this? Long time has passed. Would it be like the scene in a a year in the life when Rory and Dean see each other? Yes, kind of. Okay. It's one of those things where like I I don't even like know what to ask about his life anymore. Mm-hmm. I would be like, hey, what are you up to? She'd be like, hey, are you doing all right? Yeah. Great to see you. Bye. I actively avoid everyone in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice that you guys stay friends. No, I've, I've ran into my ex a couple of times, just like at a bar or whatever. And we'll we'll talk for like a minute or two and say hi. I'll ask about his family. He'll ask about mine. And then, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. There, there, there was one time he ran into me and Sean at a concert drunk. He was drunk, and then he decided he was going to hang out with us the whole night. Ooh, awkward. And Sean had to fight to, like, not punch him in the face just because he was annoyed at the situation. I was like, I don't blame you. But then I felt too bad to be like, can you go away? So you guys literally so had the same weird. evening as Rory, Jess, and Dean. Basically, but yeah. Sean and I had already been together for years at that point, and I'd been away, separated from the other guy. For obviously years, mm-hmm. so it wasn't as fresh. Yeah, I feel like there's a difference between being on good terms with your ex and being friends with your ex. Yeah, and yeah. I think that if there is any potential of you having lingering feelings for that person, a friendship is not the way to go. Yeah, yeah. it's just going to make you question all those feelings again. It's a slippery slope. So, how you feel about astrology aside? But I'm a Scorpio, so grudges. I just hold on to them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we move on, and it's Richard's birthday party. He's turning 60. They're listening to the Chuck Berry album. Um, Rory's on the floor 
you know, might as well sit on the floor at Grandpa's feet for his birthday. Um, and the doorbell rings, and we get jump scare number three of the episode, this time in the form of Lorelai Gilmore the first, aka Trix, aka yes, Grand. And Emily immediately freezes. So Emily funny. is in fight or flight mode, and she is like ready to disappear. She wants to just tunnel down into the earth and be gone. Her oh my yeah. god kills me kills me and because of how much you can tell that Trix respects Lorelai for being a hard worker and for getting herself to like where she is now I almost feel like Trix would respect Emily more if Emily would stand up to her mm. yeah mm-hmm. I agree actually. I don't know I I that there's just a couple times in this episode I can't think of like what was said off the top of my head but I was like Emily just say this and then she'll just like oh and then like, a, a little bit of grudging respect will start to grow, and then maybe she won't be so mean to you. Yeah, well, but I mean, how long have they been married, and how long has this relationship yeah. been, like, toxic, you know? Yeah, yeah. But Lorelai's kind of taking point here, because she has experience with um, difficult mothers, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of like, take it easy, right? Breathe. You can't yeah. go get the gifts from the basement right now. This is a really good Lorelai Emily episode. I agree, yeah. Yeah. They're almost friendly. Yeah, I enjoy it. But there's always something about when Trix is present, Lorelai knows that it's going to grate on her mom. And, like, I think she does get a little bit of enjoyment and satisfaction out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she enjoys seeing her mom squirm. She'll play along and she'll be friendly and helpful with her mom. But there's that part of her that is like, see, you get it now. Yeah, I, I think Lorelai knows that if she starts niggling at Emily too, Emily's going to cross the line and say something really mean. And so Lorelai's trying to to just walk that fine line mm-hmm. of enjoying enjoying the uncomfortableness while not contributing to it because something would be said that could not be taken back. Mm-hmm. Well, Trix is here not only for Richard's bo- uh, boyfriend, Richard's boyfriend. Richard's boyfriend. Uh, (laughs) Trix is here not only for Richard's birthday, but also for business. She was renting out her house to Corn, the band, which we'll talk about later. Yes. I love the fact that, okay, we're going to talk about Corn next week, but just as an aside right now, they planted tulips. Right. And they were great tenants. Can I tell you guys, Corin was in my hometown like a month or so ago. Oh yeah, serving coffee at the our, what? At, we have we have a a little mom and pop type coffee shop downtown mm-hmm. on our square. The um, it just it's an alternative to Starbucks. It's better. It's locally owned. It's great. Um, and it just popped up on my Facebook one day that Corin was out front at one of their kiosks serving coffee. Cool. Uh, I was like, random, but okay. So maybe they are the type of guys to plant tulips. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, Emily is like, okay, I can, you know, I'll plan your day for you, Trix. And she's like, I already know what I want to do. I want to go see where Lorelai works. Yeah. She wants to go to the Independence Inn. Maybe she wants to confirm Lorelai actually works. (laughs) Right? I mean, she also eventually wants to see where Lorelai lives. Mm -hmm. And it just seems to be confirmation that, yes, this is a home. Yeah. She does have a house. 
Um, and it's that one Emily definitely did not decorate. <laughs> so many flowers. But like throughout this conversation, she's always one-upping Emily, right? Mm-hmm. So the um, the humidor that Emily got, well, you know, your father used to have one owned by Victor Hugo, right? Like That's everything. so mean. I'm going to leave for Why? 20 minutes so you can bring all the gifts upstairs. Like everything is just a little poke. That was one of them. I wish Emily would have been like, hmm, they're fine in the basement. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, well, since they're going to the inn, Suki is preparing a meal. A 12-course meal. Good lord. <laughs> uh, Suki. I feel like we haven't really had a lot of Suki. Right? Like We, we had, had, it, we had the dance marathon. Right. The Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's been, like, little moments of Suki. Right, yeah. And it hasn't really been, like, Chef Suki. No, yeah. We haven't... And we haven't seen accident-prone Suki for a little bit. And she does make a return. We did see angry Suki at the beginning of the Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but there's a phone call. Michelle comes over. Um, it's Emily, who is freaking out about Lorelai's house because, like you said before, Trix wants to see the house. And um, she's freaking out so much, she's actually in Stars Hollow so that she can clean up Lorelai's place. And she's just going to let herself in because Mm -hmm. she keeps the key in the turtle or whatever. I mean, yeah, that sounds right for Emily. (laughs) And Lorelai's like, turn around. Do not go away. Go home. Emily hangs up on her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Lorelai runs out. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, Rory's at Chilton and... She's been summoned into a room by Francie, and when she goes in, the entire student council is there except for Paris. Because the meeting was canceled. It shouldn't... Francie shouldn't be able to call a meeting. No. Like, this is absolutely... Uh, I'm gonna say it's it's the advisors oh, bad here. Mm-hmm. He should like, have stopped it's that. It's so obvious. He should have been able to pick up that, oh, this is a weird power play by one of these students. Yeah. This is inappropriate. I need either the president or the vice president to sign off on this. Right. It also tells me that Francie knows she could not win going head on head with Paris. Oh, no. Yeah. And she's manipulating the situation, right? Like, it's it's obvious that there's some discourse within the student council about where prom mm-hmm. should be held, right? Mm-hmm. And she's taking the time that Paris is gone to get her way. Um, Rory so, is really is, against this. This is what I thought at the beginning of the episode, what Rory meant when she was talking about prom bids, that she was getting venue pricing back. I think that's what it Possibly, was. Yeah. So Rory says she didn't have the prom bids yet. They would not be ready for the supplementary meeting. So how does Francie, of all people, how can she say, oh, there's a cancellation. They can get us in last minute at this great price. She's it obviously just... doing her own research. Well, it was yeah. the one that they had taken off the table because it was too expensive. Right, yeah. Okay, the maybe it, okay, that, that's the part so that she's I'm essentially, then. she's inserting the one that she wanted that was originally nixed. Okay. Thank so, and yeah. at this moment, Francie's like, you know, I saw Paris leave with her brother or some guy. So Jamie is at school or, like, coming up. He's around. Yeah. yeah. Even though, like, this is prime. Oh, no, you know what? Colleges are a little different. They have longer so breaks. Be on break. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But either way, Jamie's around. Paris left with him. And she doesn't want to, like, she kind of, like, we don't have to do the telescope, the gift for the senior class. We can just plant a plant a tree. Like everyone mm-hmm. else. And everyone votes yes. Including Madison and Louise. I didn't think Louise did. No? I saw Madison vote, but I didn't think I Madeline. saw... Madeline. Um, Mad- Mad- did I say it wrong? What did I say? Madison. You both said Madison. <laughs> I don't know who she is, but... We don't know. She's new. I'm pretty sure it's in Madeline. <laughs> pretty sure there was an S in both of those. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She has now changed to Madison. I thought I saw, okay, you don't really get a good, I see Madeline's arm clearly go out, and then Louise is, like, maybe a little like bit a of a hand, it's hard to tell. I don't know, either way, there's enough votes that it goes through, the Wadworth Mansion is where they're gonna have the prom, and they're no longer giving the telescope to the senior class, all behind Paris's back. Right? That's a bunch of big decisions made in quick succession without the president. And against the vice president's wishes. Right. I would have told the advisor, yes, we can hear this out, but we should not do the vote until Paris comes back on Friday. Absolutely. Like, because this is Thursday. I mean, she tries. She tries and he pressures her into doing the vote. Which, again, this is the advisor's bad, yeah, bad doing. I mean, he straight up says, I need you to call for a vote. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, at that point, when the advisor is telling you to do this, how exactly is Rory supposed to fight off on it? But it just seems so crappy. It does. So we move on and back to Lorelai, who's arriving at her Mm -hmm. house because Emily is there. Emily's trying to move the couch. (laughs) Moving the couch, which she hates. She also hates the Betty Boop head. Like, Emily is just melting down. Mm -hmm. And as a lot of people who are big control freaks... When she can't control her own life, she needs to control other people's lives. Yep. And we actually get a really good scene here between Lorelai and Emily. Yeah. Where Lorelai gives her some advice on how to handle tricks because she gives the advice of like, here's what I do to handle you. Yeah. Yeah. Turn, and Emily takes it pretty well. Turn the hurt into amusement. Yep. Just brush it off. I firmly believe that if Emily wasn't so freaked out by tricks, she would have been horribly offended oh, yeah. to hear how Lorelai deals with her by just being amused. Yeah. Oh, poor Emily is going through it. Yeah. Um, we go back to Chilton, and in a parallel to a previous episode, Rory pulls Francie into the bathroom and mm-hmm. is super pissed off, super... Okay. We get so often, oh, Rory is this good child who will never hurt your feelings, never say no if it to spare your feelings. No, that's not who Rory is. You guys need to let this go, Lorelai and Emily and Richard. Mm-hmm. Rory can Rory's stand up for bite. herself. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the exact thing. Like, Rory has some bite in this episode. Like, you almost kind of expect Rory to, like, there is almost a violence in Rory's attitude, mm. which I'm never down for violence, but it would have been great to see her punch Francie. I hate Francie <laughs> so much. Wouldn't it have been great if after this scene we saw Rory approach Paris? Hey, and I need you to know her? what happened. Yes. Because yeah. yeah. it's just going to blow up in her face. Like, we can see it happening. Because what does she do? She does a vital uh, mistake here. 
she admits and confirms that Jamie is Paris's boyfriend. To yes. Francie, of all people. Yeah. Oh, well, <sighs> she's just, she's mad. She's not thinking totally straight. Good and for we'll her have to for deal standing up to Francie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's time for the tricks visit. And Emily has kind of accepted that she can't redo the house, but she's filled it with flowers. Oh, so many flowers of all kinds. So many flowers. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, to the point where they don't even know where to put them. No. And Trix and the grandparents arrive. Mm-hmm. And as we kind of mentioned earlier, Trix kind of comes in. She does a quick sweep through the house. Everyone falls through the like, downstairs. She doesn't even go upstairs. No. Nope. And then she's ready to go. Yeah. Like, she literally just looks around, does not make any comments, and then is ready to go. My um, favorite part of the scene is at the end where Rory says, have fun. And Emily says, no one appreciates <laughs> your sarcasm, young lady. <laughs> oh, poor Emily. <laughs> she's going through it. Um... But yeah, at the the thing we didn't mention before is that today is technically the same day as the carnival, right? And yeah. Gran was like, Trix was like, you know what, Rory, you go, have fun, you're young. Lorelai, you've had too much you've young. You've had enough yeah, fun. Yeah, you've had <laughs> enough fun. Um, so they're doing this dinner. But Rory's going off to the carnival mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, the town looks magical, it looks so pretty out, Jess and Rory are still, you know, being Jess and Rory, going down the street. And I wish my town had a winter carnival. Right? Um, With she's, a psychic? She's trying to goad him into going. And he's still like, no, no, I'll meet you at nine. Right? And the perfect foil shows up mm-hmm. to get Jess to go. Yes. Clara. Uh, Dean and the return of Clara. Um... And Jess almost immediately changes his tune. Once he realizes that Rory is now going to be going with Dean and Clara, mm-hmm. oh, he's going. Yeah. Of course yeah. I'm going. Now I'm going. Yeah. Um, guys, I feel like as much as Jess hates Dean, Clara is, like, almost paired with Dean. Like, Jess yeah, hates her Clara so much at the end of it. Else. Like, I feel like you guys didn't like Clara the first time we met her, and I was like, she's a kid. I can't stand Clara now. She is just written to be obnoxious. Yeah. So I was telling Sandra before the podcast, before we recorded, Clara is asking questions the way my four-year-old does. Right. To the point where I have to be like, hey, honey, let's play the quiet game. Yeah. You have been talking nonstop for 45 minutes. Let's shh. And again, she's four. I looked it up. <laughs> the actress was 14 at the time. I was wondering how old yeah. she was. And I'm assuming Clara's like anywhere from 12 to 12? 14. Yeah. Um, definitely not acting her age. She just, she's not picking up on social cues. And I don't think no. that's because ASP was trying to write a character that doesn't pick up on social cues. I think she doesn't know how to write children. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a, a, a girl... Clara's age, like the actual age of that actress, would be really excited to be going to the the carnival with her older brother and her older brother's hot friend. Mm-hmm. Like, right? And she'd be very quiet and yeah. just like observing, trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. Like even I, I have a nine year, almost 10 year old niece who does not 
speak nearly as much as Clara does. Now, granted, I've never seen her in front of a teenage boy and hope to God I never will because she's going to be 10 forever. Um, But, like, you're getting into your teens, your preteens. Like, there's hormones going. It's not just this rapid fire of whoever will listen to you speak. Yeah. And I gotta wonder, like, you were saying, Jess, does Clara just have a crush on Jess and she's, like, Rory and the rambling kind of thing? It doesn't really play like that. It plays more like she's just a little tiny kid poking the bear. Just talking to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's just do all the, the carnival now. So the, one of the questions that Clara asks is, is just your real name? Yes. Do you like it? What? It's all right. Like, what if you were Frank or Bob? Dumb or... questions. Do you wash your hair? Why does it stick up like that? It's crazy. Like, genuinely, like... these are very childish questions. And okay. I know that Jess is pretty smart back to her and like, you know, Tells her to, like, go stand in the middle of the, the street. Yeah. He is incredibly Patient, controlled. Yeah. He's all controlled. things yeah. considered. Oh, yeah. Like, this is Dean's little sister. Right? right? There is no reason. I mean, I know Rory's right there, but realistically, there is just no reason for him to hold back the way that he does. No, and there are a couple of times where, like, it seems like Jess and Clara are kind of, like, left by themselves while yeah. Rory goes off and talks to somebody or Dean goes off and does something. I'm just like, honestly, this is really nice of Jess to stand with this obnoxious child. Well, like you said, yeah. uh, Rory does go off because she goes off to see Delane, who's decked mm-hmm. out in her uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just wants the Jess and Dean gossip because why the heck are the four of you hanging out together? Right. I mean, I would be asking <laughs> the exact same questions if I was Lane. And meanwhile, Jess is at um the little baseball like bottle, bottle yeah, um stand and missing every single one while Clara is just the most annoying child in the world. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, but he never he doesn't throw a ball at her. Well, nothing. I hope not. He just keeps. <laughs> I mean, I doing... would be thinking about it. <laughs> right. He just keeps doing what he's doing and like just putting up with her. Like, would it be out of, like, character if Jess turned to her and, and went, can you please shut the F up or, like, the hell up? Oh, no. That would right. totally be. So, yeah. like, That's it's what I would have expected. crazy he didn't. Yeah. Um, but Dean and Clara finally leave for a couple moments. And Jess and Which... Rory are alone for the first time. I'm... I'm still weirded out by how nice Dean is to his little sister. And maybe that's because my brothers were not <laughs> my brother nice was to nasty. me. <laughs> but, and so what, roughly four to five years between them. So maybe, maybe that's why. And that's a stretch, right? Because if she is the age that the actress is, then there's like three, three years, yeah. two or three She years. would be a yeah. freshman in high yeah. school. God, that's terrible to think about. Yeah. See, my older brother, first of all, would not take me to the Winter Carnival. If he did, it would be because my parents forced him. And mm-hmm. then he would be doing everything in his power. And this is all of them, by the way. Not not just one specific. But then they'd be doing everything in their power to, like, get me foisted off on somebody else. Yeah. yeah. To just ditch you. I just creeped yeah. myself out. Because if she's a freshman in high school, it's completely, like, possible that she would be dating a senior. Which means possibly Jess. Which means they're right? in the same age group and they do not look or sound in the same. No, not no. at all. No, mm. Clara is just, I think, 
it's probably something to do like when we had John on the episode, he talked about um, background actors and obviously Clara isn't a background actor, but one of the mm-hmm. things he talked about was how in school scenes, everybody you're going to see is going to be 18 or up, even if they're playing high schoolers. I wonder if like 14 was as young as they could go. I wonder if there are limitations based on like teenage ages laws, yeah right like maybe like 14 is as young as you can go and get x amount of hours and they just were like pretend you're 10 you know? <laughs> yeah like, i don't yeah. know oh my God. um but either way justin rory are alone and you know what he just just jumped straight into it is there anything you want to tell me like uh since what's when were going you in, on are you and dean friends yeah but you know what? He doesn't say it angrily. No. He's just like, hey, there's something you clearly didn't tell me. Wanna share the news? Which I feel, you know what? It's valid. Um, Rory, unfortunately, at this point, has proven to be a cheater, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. now we have another instance of her lying or lying by omission. Um, yeah, meeting sharing. up with her ex. Yeah. I mean, she starts off being like, no. There's nothing. And then eventually she admits, like, we got coffee and he wants to maybe be friends again and it's fine. And Jess, again, to his credit, takes that pretty well, mm-hmm. all things mm-hmm. considered. He accepts it. He's like, okay, fine. I just think you should have told me, which is yep. fair. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to have a very similar conversation in another episode or two. Like, imagine the reverse. Like what if what if Jess and Shane, Shane? were getting coffee? Right. Oh my Rory gosh, Rory would flip. Upset, and she would be really mad at Jess, and she would be like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Yeah. That's and well, and she'd point. be venting to Lane and Lorelai and whoever else would listen about how how betrayed she feels. I mean, the town would come together with pitchforks and go to Shane's house. Like that's unfortunately what happens when Rory gets upset with this kind of thing. So. But no, Jess just, you know, he lets it go, at least for her, with her, right? Yes. Um, she wins the little bottle-throwing game, gets a tiny bear, and he says, hey, mm-hmm. stuff it in Clara's mouth, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Valid. Valid. <laughs> um, and then the last scene we have, in, like, in this carnival thing, is Dean is waiting for Clara to get out of the bathroom in the high school. Right. The lavatory. Yeah, the that lavatory. Does not, that does not have a, a girl or a boy marker, which also confused me. <laughs> um, Very modern. Taylor would right? absolutely not stand for it. But... Right? <laughs> and Dean is just, like, reading papers. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. But anyways, Jess comes in. I can't fault him for that one when you're just standing outside waiting right? for somebody. Yeah, no, it's fine. You're just, what can I do? Um, Jess comes in, and Jess is... Uh, a bit angry. He's frustrated over all of this. He calls Dean pathetic. And Dean says, you know, me and Rory are just friends, just like you and Rory were just friends. Which I gotta say, I don't like Dean, but what a comeback. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting that her ex and her boyfriend are essentially like, hey, she's cheated before. Mm-hmm. She might do it again. Like, right? That's a bonus. The whole thing, like, I-, I guess kudos to Dean for, like, finally going after Jess the way that Jess has kind of been poking him for so long. 
but at this point with everything that happened it just kind of feels pathetic like she cheated on you let her go she cheated on you and she let you go and she's with somebody new like and on top of that you were the one that dumped her so like right what makes you think that any of this is gonna get her back He's playing the long game. We, he is. None of us at the time realized how long his game was going to be. For how long yeah. it would last. Because, like, I kind of, like, usually in TV shows when a couple breaks up, maybe a couple more episodes, but they, like, fade into the background. No, Dean is, Dean is here for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that's what happens at the carnival. It looks really cute. I wish we also had a winter carnival uh, with <laughs> yeah. an arrested psychic, uh, but <laughs> unfortunately, it, that seems like a small town thing. Um, but we move over to Lorelai and the grandparents, and they're having mm-hmm. dinner at the inn. I don't like how Richard says, this Suki is a great chef, as if he didn't go to her wedding. Yeah. Like, he knows her. He does know her, but I think he's trying to, like, you know, look good for his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Trix is very specific about how she wants her meal served. She wants the 12 courses to come in 12-minute increments. But she specifies the plates are not to be cleared until everyone is finished. That will come back to haunt her. <laughs> um, and, you know, we find out that Richard's business is picking up. So he's doing mm-hmm. a little better there, which is good. And Suki comes out to check on them. That's when we get excellent prone Suki back. Uh, yep. There's a yep. whole rip in the backside of her chef's uniform. She does yep. a great little physical comedy bit. Yep. Like, it's very Melissa. Yes. It is. Right? It's extremely Melissa. Um, but with the Suki that we've been getting this season, it feels a little bit out of place. Um, it's season one. Yeah. Because we know how important this meal is to Lorelai mm-hmm. and apparently to Suki, it just feels like, you know, she's kind of letting her guard down where normally she would be professional chef. Like the right. way that she was when she catered Emily's party. Mm-hmm. She did that, right? I don't that think that's, this okay. that's happened yet, no. When she, but she did something. The, the luncheons? Oh, she, yeah, she did luncheons. Um, Emily was like, but also the brace bridge. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, um, Emily was having like her DAR meetings or something there. And so Emily was doing soup tasting. Oh, yeah. This was right before, right before the wedding, Emily or Suki and Jackson's wedding. Yeah. And Suki was so professional and so like head chef. Um, and so that's what I expected her to be like. Mm-hmm. Love the scene. Love Melissa's acting. Just felt out of place in the situation. Well, maybe it's the Richard and Emily came to Suki's wedding and she's more comfortable around them now True. that she expects Trix to kind of be the, a similar maybe personality that she can be a little more open around. And them. she does think that Lorelai exaggerates a little bit. Yeah. In terms of she does. Emily. So she doesn't. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also get Trix kind of dropping the bomb that her health has not been the greatest, which of course Richard is already like, oh my gosh, how could you not tell me? Um, and she has other plans. Corn has moved out, which means that there is now space in her Hartford house. It's still the funniest thing that Corn <laughs> was staying at her place. Yep. Um, but yes, Trix is here to stay. 
Much to Emily's chagrin, she is horrified, actually. And uh, she starts remembering Lorelai's advice. And you take amusement <laughs> in it. Make amusement. And what did Trick say? Don't clear the table until everyone's finished. So, Emily's not finished yet. And her first bite is empty. There's yeah. <laughs> nothing on her fork when she does this. When um when the girls recap after they get home, uh, Lorelai says something about how Emily made like two beans last an hour yeah. or something. Kudos to Emily. Right? That's something. I wish I could have seen more of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's the episode. We kind of had some Dean and Jess tension, some mm-hmm. Rory. You know, back and forth. We find out about tricks um, that's going to mm-hmm. come back later. But for the most part, I don't know. I usually skip this episode. How do you guys feel I, about it? I love the Winter Carnival bit of it. It's mm-hmm. fun, but it's kind of ruined by Clara and her obnoxiousness for me. Yeah. And then, like, the awkward kind of cringiness between Jess and Dean. I guess more on Dean's side for me than Jess. So, I had asked you guys earlier in the episode, who is the most annoying person in this episode? So, now that we're done, who are we saying? Clara. I, I think Clara is just so... Like, Clara is written to be obnoxious. hmm Yeah. Now, I also think Clara is very annoying, but I viscerally... Viscerally? No, that's not the right word. Viscerally? Sure. Hate (laughs) Francie. Yeah. Like, I can't stand that girl. So, like, I'm kind of on the Francie boat. I did ask our audience who they thought was the most annoying person. I forgot about Trix. I'm sorry. Sorry, Trix. Um, But I did say, is it Clara, Dean's sister, Francie, Chilton's mean girl, or somehow still Dean? (laughs) Um, Or no one was annoying. No one voted for that last one. Everyone thought at least one person was annoying. Um, Clara does win with 42% of the votes, but Francie is kind of like right behind her with 37% of the votes. Wow, that's wow. pretty close. Yeah, and uh, 21% voted for Dean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can see any of those. Yeah. Um, Francie is just like one of those people who's kind of miserable in high school like to deal with. And you know she's never going to grow out of it. Right? Yeah. Like, her whole life is a bust. Some people are mean in high school, and then they grow up and they, like, realize the error of their ways. Francie will not. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming she's going to be town's person of the week this week? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. She has my vote. Okay, cool. Um, No, let's move on to the actual town's person of the week. La, la, la. What are you guys thinking about? Emily. That's Emily is like my hard vote. How about you? Yeah. I think Jess got points in this episode for like going to the carnival and dealing with Clara, but he lost a lot of points in the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. with like the, I don't have to try. No, I got you. I'm not going to go support your things. Yeah. I do feel I like think... he started negative points and then got points. So he's just like yeah. kind of even. He, yeah, he's like a, just a zero. Yeah. 
Yeah, Lorelai was just kind of like meh throughout the episode. I didn't ever feel anything for her. I think Emily is a good vote. Like, I agree. It was a good Emily and Lorelai episode, and it was really good to see her stand up to Trix at the end. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I also think she handled Lorelai very well, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she was openly kind to Lorelai. I mean, obviously, other than the demanding her presence at her dad's birthday party but they had a very good kind of repertoire this this episode so emily hasn't actually won this season yet oh so probably won't again (laughs) (laughs) but i think this was a good episode to give it to her so congratulations emily not to co-host thank you the gilmore uh for winning yay well that was that'll do pig and because obviously, I love that line so much, I can tell you that it occurs at the end of that dinner scene where Lorelai is essentially telling her mom, well done. She says, that'll do, pig, as Emily slowly, slowly eats her beans. Or her empty fork. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode. As always, I was Jess. And I was Emily. And I was Sandra. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on Instagram or Twitter at Town Meeting Pod. Or if you'd like to send us an email, send it to townmeetingpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to toss us a couple bucks and support the podcast, find us on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.